Hello, all, and welcome to episode four of the Chirpin' Yodis podcast. Uh, I'm joined again with uh, Grandy and Chase. Boys, how are you doing? Doing pretty well. How are you, Tyler? Uh, not bad, not bad. Uh, it's a good week to record, I'd say. Uh, we've had uh, quite a bit of uh, roller coaster a week since we last recorded. Uh, with a couple wins, a couple of, uh, I want to say, heavy losses, and a huge win we sh- did not deserve uh last night um just want to get your kind of general thoughts on that boys um what's the last night's win what did you uh what did you guys think of the big steal we had last night i thought that we did not deserve to win that game at no all. no we didn't i mean one of the most amazing stats to me from that night is that in 16 minutes of action Ronta had more saves than the Coyotes had shots on goal the entire game. It's just that should never happen. We we were outmatched from start to finish, and we just we had two goalies save the game. We had two goalies steal the game. That's what it comes down to. What's your thoughts, Chase? Yeah, I'd agree with you there. Obviously, um, you know, Rant's coming in cold in the third, about four minutes in or so, um, just pretty much stood on his head. Uh, that's, you know, kind of salt to the wound, too. Obviously, you've got them just pretty much killing us everywhere and then add insult to injury and we lose camps. Um, I believe last I saw is, uh, you know, around four weeks or so. Um, so that's that's never good. Uh, on a couple different fronts, obviously. And then, um, you know, it's just, it's frustrating even when Ranta comes in and, and, you know, closes that out. Not because I don't like winning or anything like that, but it just, it just reminds you of how, how elite he looks and plays and, you know, has all these abilities and, you know, just that damn injury bug seems to always come and bite him. So obviously going to have a heavy dose of Ranta and Hill. Uh, I'd prefer not to run Ranta out there a ton just because I, you know, don't know about the workload and, you know, his history and, and stuff like that kind of gives me cause for concern. Um, but uh, other than that, so, you know, just an interesting game. Um, if you would have told me that we were going to net three against Grubauer on 14 shots, uh, I would have probably laughed in your face. Well, we're just that accurate, right? I mean, 14, 3 to 14, not a good math guy. But uh, another thing is how we went from Minnesota loss of 5 and 2, and then we had a big win against them. Or sorry, 5 and 1. Excuse me. I'm all jumbled up this afternoon. Uh, and a big win, 5 and 2 against them. It's like, that was just, and it was on finally a reverse retro win, too. I was really happy to see that those jerseys weren't as cursed as I thought, as beautiful as they are. Yeah, it's a. Uh... It was a tale of two different games for those wild games, too, because, oh, we got outplayed badly in that first game. Just start the puck drop till the final horn blew. It wasn't even a competition. And then the second game, the first period, the wild came out, kind of jack-stomped us. It looked like a continuation of that first game, and then, we picked up the second period on. I would say we beat them. We won 
those periods as far as outplaying them, which are also the only two periods I'd really feel comfortable about the last four games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, it, it's it's frustrating because, um, you know, you, you see what happens when we can, you know, put together a good game plan, execute. And, I mean, we all kind of agree that we we do have some talent on this team. And so, you know, to get so severely outplayed, um, especially I, I feel like it's a lot. I mean, we're just harping on it all the time about, being ready to play coming out in the first period, it just seems like 95% of the games that, you know, that we play, it, it takes us way too long to get going. And it, it's super frustrating. Um, obviously that win against Minnesota, I, I would agree that, um, you know, outside that first period, we, we did dominate most of that game or, or not dominate, but, you know, control play. Um scores probably a little more lopsided than it it was but um you know i mean anytime this team scores more than three goals i you know i'm so stoked um because uh, we all know it's, it's been a struggle for us to get to that point but um it, it's a three goal barrier you know, it's those little, little, yeah it's those little glimmers man it's uh you know it's right it's just it's just tough with this team but uh you know, it, it, it's there. It's just that, that those first periods are, are, are killer for us for some odd reason. Just got to warm speaking up of, a little bit. Speaking of glimmers, as the guy who's felt like he's the only Clayton Keller defender for the last year. For sure. He's looked good over these last five games or so. I'm definitely losing that bet for sure. 100%. I'm seeing this because I bet against him. This is exactly why. If I didn't bet against him, it may be different. But, yeah, I definitely uh, – I'm a curse, I guess, in a positive way this time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even, you know, in our in our group messages going back and forth, uh, you know, I feel like a lot over these past sets, set of games that, uh, you know, his name's popped up a lot and you kind of um, are – like, I mean, he's pretty much forcing us to notice him. Uh, pretty much night in, night out at this point uh, over these last stretch of games, which is excellent to see. You love to see it. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully he can continue, uh, you know, doing the things that he's doing. Um, it, he's got he's, he's got all the talent in the world. Um, gets a little streaky, obviously, as we've seen in the past, but uh, if, he, if he could level out and bring that consistency, uh, I mean, that's huge going forward. Absolutely, especially because he'll be here for what was it like an eight-year contract, seven-year, good, good amount of time for sure, and a lot of money as well. Yeah, he's locked up for the foreseeable future. That's for sure. Pretty much, almost as long as uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. <laughs> Fourteen years, holy cow! That's not a real contract. No way. Entirely. That is just oh boy. So, yeah, how are you guys feeling about the, I guess I'll call it the Hill and Ronta show? Uh, hopefully better than WandaVision was. It ends better, at least. Uh, what are you guys thinking? Are you guys feeling pretty good? Are you feeling like, oh, this might be it? Uh, personally, I'm happy to see Ronta as he is my fantasy goalie or one of them. So I'll finally start getting points from goalies. That'll be nice. I'm looking forward to it personally for a couple of reasons. One, when Ronta's healthy, he's elite. When Ronta's healthy... 
he's near top 10. He's not as consistently good as Kemper is. When Kemper goes out there, you know what you're getting. Even on a bad game, Kemper's all right. Whereas Veronta has his bad moments, but when Ronta's on, there's very few goalies I'd pick to beat him. Um, so that excites me there. And then Hill is the future. As it stands right now, Hill is the long-term future at goalie, or at least for the next couple of year future at goalie, whether backup or starter. So I'm really excited to see him get more minutes. What about you? Yeah. What about you, yeah, I'd, I'd echo that sentiment there. Um, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, it was him that played in that uh, that first Colorado game last week, I believe. And um, I, I thought he, too. you know, yeah, I, th- I thought he showed um, good strides, um, looked solid. Um, and I, I know the goals kind of ended up, uh, you know, a little bit piling Neither. up on towards the end, but he, he was, you know, solid. Um, that kind of happened to both games in that series, if, if memory serves me right, but um, they just kind of ran away with them. But, uh, I, you know, definitely excited for Ronsa to get another chance here to carry a load. Um, I'm hoping he can hold up, um, but I'd, I'd probably even prefer to see, like, uh, Depending on how it goes, I'd maybe even start with like, you know, like a every other game type deal between those two. Um, Got to see what we have and, uh, you know, which we'll touch on here a little bit later, make make plans for the future in regards to the tender situation. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it'd be good to see what Hill kind of has, you know, with the, the NHL level. I'm excited to see that too, definitely. So one thing I don't think we really touched much on is how much these games against Minnesota are the parameter for our success. The uh, area in the coal mines for us, um, because this is this is the team we'll be fighting for that fourth playoff spot inevitably. This is the team that we need to measure up against. This is the team that we need to beat. Just plain and simple, we need to beat them. We need to take at least a point or preferably two points every time we play them. Um, and in my opinion, we haven't done good enough so far. That game, we, we beat them. Wild was coming off of a brutal stretch of schedules all on the road, and they were – visibly exhausted. I mean, it looked like it just caught up to him. Kaprasov was invisible for maybe the first time in any wild game I've watched since he's been there. Um, just, that's just something we got to come out and do a better job of next game is seizing the control of the game and seizing control of the play. We yep. have three more games against them this next week. We got to yeah. go two and one in them. Yep, I would agree there. And, I mean, there's pretty much no getting around it either. I mean, all the games when I watch them play, uh, you know, not against us or anything like that. I mean, they are 
they're, they're a solid team and they're coming into their own. You can see it, and um, it, it's it's a it's a scary thing for us because um, you know right now as it sits in our division, there's a total of twelve points that separates the top seed from the complete bottom. We're smack dab right in the middle of it. The leader has 33. We have 27. The bottom has 21 points. The wild, I believe, is up in the third spot right now. Um, but you, you would assume that, uh, you know, over the course of the next little while that they would kind of go back down to that fourth spot. But um, Yeah, at those moments in time, be... Colorado's four. Yeah. Colorado's not yep. finished four. Nope. No. No, definitely not. And uh, so, I mean, it's just it's pretty crazy season considering everything. But uh, you know, it's just, it's just uh, man. When, when I watch them play, especially you know against us that first game, it, it's like they they were night and day better than us. And then um, you know, obviously that second game uh, when stuff caught up to them, you know, we we seized the day there. Uh, but we're going to have to figure out a way to put together 60 minutes, come out from the get-go, and not play from behind all the time. So it's killer. Yeah, killer on our uh, cardiac, too, I'm pretty sure. need to see my doctor about all that. But do you guys have any, besides, you know, Keller playing really well and making me lose a bet, probably, uh, do you guys have any, any other positive notes you guys have seen these past uh, couple games since last recording? Anything of note besides, you know, of course, Ronta being absolutely stunning when he's healthy? Of course, Chikrin and Garland are always still studs. I mean, yeah, that's that's that to me is the brightest note of anything right now. Is in my opinion, I think we have three guys that, unless we just got offered a absolute boatload for them, you should just hang up anytime a team tries to call for them and Keller. Garland and Chikrin. I think these are the three we should be building the team around, and eventually, this is the core that we should take to the playoffs. Schmaltz and Dvorak are great players. Don't get me wrong, and I don't. I'm not hating on them by any means by leaving them out. It's just, in my opinion, they're a tier below what these three guys have been doing all year. Yeah. Agree with you there, Grandy. And man, I swear to God, Chikrin, he he just keeps showing up, dude. And you can see his progression, um, the swagger that he plays with, the confidence that you know kind of comes from him. That that goal that he scored uh, was just a thing of beauty. Holy moly! And I mean, we've always said that he's got quite the shot, but man. That one, that, that was the last game, I believe, right? And uh, Keller picked up the primary assist on, and he's just kind of teetering along the blue line, backskating, backskating, does a little shoulder fake to get the uh, forward to bite from the or from the abs and takes one more glide back and just rips the thing, man. And it, it did deflect, but, man, what a shot. Absolutely. Uh, sorry about that. Um, I, I agree. With you. I like uh, all what you said, and I, I love Dvorak too, but I definitely agree. Yeah, he's definitely a tier kind of underneath our top three guys. Hopefully build around him. We'll see what uh, good old Bill Armstrong can pull off. Uh, and to, I guess, to transition to the next part, I'm sure we all probably feel the same way. 
about the changes to the draft lottery, the no more Edmonton Oilers rule, uh, where they can win it all the dang time. I just want to curious, boys, your quick thoughts on uh, this little piece of uh, NHL news. Before we uh, before we go into it, just these before we break down what our thoughts are, these are the exact changes that have happened to it. So teams are limited to no more than two lottery wins in a five-year period. Teams are only allowed to jump a maximum of 10 spots with a lottery win. So if you're picking 15th and you win, you now pick fifth instead of first. A reduction in the number of picks decided by lottery from three to two. And yeah, that's it. It goes into effect in 2022. I like it. It's the no more Edmonton Oilers. And no more New York Rangers rule. And the, both things are good. The Detroit Red Wings needed Lafreniere. They needed that franchise building block. And while Lucas Raymond is good, the fact that one of the worst NHL teams we've ever seen fell to fourth overall is just sad and embarrassing. Whereas yeah, a team that sucks. just barely missed the playoffs got the first is mind-boggling almost like there's something behind so I, just, the I think it's all good <laughs> maybe i don't know yeah it's been debated a lot call scully a mold right. yeah I, I like the, i like the changes here um obviously uh the the red wings is is the team that comes to mind just because it, it's so fresh We've sure had our fair share of uh, negative experiences trying to get one of those top picks. And, uh, you know, it's just, I I like this. Um, Time will tell as far as uh, how how beneficial the rule actually is. But, you know, from from the initial standpoint, I don't think it could get much worse (laughs) than it was during those years that Edmonton had to run on the first pick and just couldn't seem to figure it out, which they still can't seem to figure it out, but that's neither here nor there. Um, But um, yeah, I mean, I I think it's going to be great um, because I agree, you know, a team like New York just missing the playoffs running into the top pick is is, uh, just asinine to put it mildly. But uh, I'm, I'm excited to see how it works out. Yeah, me too. I, I still feel really tough the Red Wings. I mean, they they weren't trying to tank. They weren't trying to – they just were that bad, and they got screwed out of a really good piece. But, you know, Steve Eiserman's a really good GM, so I hope – hopefully it doesn't uh, slow them down too much. But – Yeah, I, it, it shouldn't. But, uh, I mean – you got to believe that he'll he'll get them up and running eventually. Here, uh, it might take a little bit of time, but that lightning um, was his team. I mean, that uh, was his team. Would have been nice though to start that rebuild with Lafreniere. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that's a nice piece. Sure. So the next. So, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tyler. Go ahead. I'll say. Uh, so our next little section here that I want to discuss the boys um, I think cover everything else uh, with so many of those contracts going out do you think we can kind of just do a bit of a retooling you know kind of get a piece here there you know or do you think we need to just absolutely just take the duct tape and uh, WD-40 off and just absolutely rebuild well 
the way I look at it to me is how many holes do you see looking at this team? How many areas do you see that we need to improve on this team right now to truly compete? We need a first I'd say an additional two top six forwards, top six, uh, whether one's a center, like it should be, one's a wing. That would be my preference. Um, I'd say two top four defensemen, a bottom six defenseman, unless Labushkin shows the ability to actually play defense and be more than just a guy that hits. And... depending on what happens in the near future, a goalie, whether that's a backup or a starter, and that's something we'll get into in a later subject. So, but I don't think that's a retool. I think that's a full rebuild. You don't, you're, you just start off on a better foot than a normal rebuild because you have those three pieces I mentioned earlier, plus the Vork and Schmaltz to build around. Yeah. So that does help jump started a lot yeah I, I would agree there and um i mean it, you just can't look at this roster and because to me i mean a retool is you know you're looking maybe to acquire one to three players or two to three players um is a you know like a, a retool to me and then kind of filling in the, the depth there but i i would agree i, I mean i see at least eight pieces um that would need to be upgraded for you know for for us to do anything of significance um and that's not taking into consideration you know the, the goalie situation um i mean and it's not that i don't like the players that we have or that they're terrible at what they do um i most of them you know i, I think you know are definitely NHL players and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we've kind of harped on it over and over again. We, we just, we struggle in our top six. I mean, we just don't have a second line at this point um, kind of resulted to having to, you know, mess around with our, with our top line um, and kind of try to disperse a little bit there. I, I will say though, the, Keller, it's Keller, Devo, and Pitlick, right? They're that have been playing lately. I've yes. liked that combination. Um, it, it's been a nice breath of fresh air. Pitlick seems to be stepping up quite a bit. Um, Larson surprised me these past couple of games. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I think we need pretty much a full rebuild, um, aside from you know, those, those couple pieces that we all are in agreement on that uh, are pretty much untouchable. You still answer the phone, but unless you're completely blown away and walk into a miracle, then I, I think those three stay put and you make them your centerpiece and build out. Yeah, I would, I would agree to pretty much what you said. I mean, I'd rather kind of just embrace the rebuild now instead of just being this mediocre team that fights to make playoffs, makes playoffs every now and then, and just doesn't get anywhere. You know, like we touched on earlier when we are doing our little pre-recording thing, you know, a team that doesn't get good draft picks because they did just well enough. And that's the last thing that I want. I definitely would rather just embrace the suck. Let's get it going. Let's get a really, really good footing. And hopefully 
a couple of years, start pushing for a deep playoff run. So definitely that 2012 run got me only hungrier for another one. So it was magical. It's fun to watch. I, that was, that was great. Yeah. I, I still to this day go on YouTube and watch the highlights from the 2012 run. It's, it's just something that I like to relive every once in a while to remind myself that there was a point where we had a nice little run there. <laughs> it wasn't just a dream. Man, there's some moments from that I'll never get. There's some moments from all those playoff runs I'll never forget. One of my first whenever I would think of a good Coyotes memory, one of the first things that always pops into my head is that Lori Korpakoski shorthanded or yeah, shorthanded goal against the Detroit Red Wings in 2010. That, where, that was unreal. Yep. The announcer is talking about how, well, they're, they're essentially saying, well, they're cooked, they're done. And then he does this. It's like, yeah. Never say uh, never. About that. Yeah, those those back-to-back series that we had those two years in a row against the Red Wings were, were heartbreakers, man, for sure. Especially that first that first year, 09. Oh man, oh, yeah, bittersweet. Then, that was it was fun hockey to watch, though. Oh, yeah, well, what was this tagline we had then? It was like well, hockey the hard way or something like that, or not your grandpa's original six or what? I don't remember all the taglines we've yeah. had throughout the years. Yeah, because we change it every year. So I mean, we had yeah. three different lines through it. One of them was hockey the hard way. I can't remember yep. the other. Yeah, I remember that one. Play- and one thing I would like to talk about as we're on the retool versus rebuild thing, if you're going to go the route of a retool, one thing that is an absolute must is you need to have all your own picks. Yeah. yeah. We don't. Mm-mm. We don't. Boil it down to it. We, that's where we're at. We don't. We don't have that the benefit of being able to pick in the first or third round right now as it stands. So we yeah. got to stuff down to acquire that capital to be able to compete and maintain. I agree. Yep. Man. It's definitely and, time. And the picks that where you pick in the future, I mean, you, you got to hit on some of them, man. Like they, they got to be hits. And and it's I mean, first round picks. The fact that off the top of my head right now, only one guy I can think of that we've hit on past the second round that's currently on this team, and that's Garland is yep. bad. Yep, does not bode well, that's for sure. And I mean, we're kind of seeing all that come to a culmination at this point, like we kind of discussed on the last pod too. And it's uh, uh it's 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 a bunch of everything that's gotten us to this point. Well, I guess I'll just go ahead and leave it at that. <laughs> it's funny, is you know, we we won, I guess, what we're three of five these last games, if I can even count today, and we're still here ragging on the negatives. I mean, but it's hard, it's unfortunate when you we do watch as close as we do and you see, like, yeah, we won, but we know what's coming. We know the storm is just around the horizon uh, for rebuild. But again, I, like I said, I, I welcome it. Rather do that than just be a middling, mediocre team. That's kind of what we've kind of been trouncing with with a lot of Arizona sports lately. So hopefully this new decade looks pretty good. The Cardinals building up and the D-backs are playing. So, But I want to bring it up to our poll we did recently. 
Uh, that's okay, boy. Thank you for covering everything else. Uh, with our option D, which will be protecting Kemper and exposing Aiden uh, for the expansion draft one. But option A, with the 36% versus 40, was trade Kemper and keep Hill. I just want to know if he has any brief thoughts on that before we uh, do a little closing here in a second. Well, I will say for sure, my vote was option A. Kemper's 30 years old right now. Kemper's up in a year. I think the best thing you could do is trade him, get what you can, because you'll get a significant amount for him. Get what you can and focus on rebuilding this team and keeping Hill as the goaltender going forward. I mean, right now, if we stayed this team that we are right now and you're Darcy Kemper, would you resign with us in a year? Nice weather. Wouldn't. Yeah. If, if, so it's just, it doesn't make sense to hang on to him. And that sucks to say because Kemper's an elite goalie and he deserves more than what we're giving him. Absolutely. So the absolute worst thing we could do is risk losing Hill to the expansion draft. Is it a guarantee that we'd lose him if we exposed him? No, not at all. But just looking at this team, looking at who would be unprotected, it looks like the guys that would be unprotected are like Kyle Capabianco for a defense, would be the best defenseman unprotected. Um, it looks like a Johan Larson or a Christian Fisher or Drake Kajula would be the forward unprotected. Are you going those guys over Aiden Hill? Well, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, so I'd... I think if you leave Aiden Hill exposed, I think he gets taken. Yeah, I think so too. I would agree there. Yep. Um, Absolutely. <clears throat> I also um, am on the option A train um, for, you know, all the points that you just said. Um, Kemper is attractive at this point, obviously, because um, he, he is elite. Um, He's solid night in, night out. He can steal you those games, which would be huge for, for a playoff contender this year. Um, another aspect of it is he is on a very friendly deal for what he is, in my opinion. I think it's like four and a half for a year until next year, right? Somewhere around there. Somewhere around there, yeah. Um, but it's just, I mean, at that point for what he can do for a team going into the playoffs at four and a half million, I mean, he can definitely carry a load as, as we've seen. Um, you know, he carried us through the bubble last year. And, and, uh, you know, obviously we all know how that ended. We got completely overmatched, but, um, you know, he was huge for us. And so, you know, he can handle it. But um, I'm at the same point. You got to strike while the iron's hot um, and kind of cash in on, on one of those teams that's getting a little antsy in the goaltending department. But, um, you know, and, and I mean, I think at this point it's the right thing to do. We, we need to get some capital back. Like we were kind of discussing, we need to have our own picks. That will not replace our pick, obviously, but uh, it did go a long ways and, um, you know, kind of 
getting back some capital. Um, and then, um, you know, Hill, um, him, I, I would agree with Grandy, the, the previous conversation that we had, he's, he's going to be one of the future pieces of the goal goalies that we have going forward, whether it be starter or, uh, you know, backup, but, um, you know, now is the time to see what he is with the, you know, with camps out right now. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of see how it goes, but yeah, I'm firmly in that uh, category or the option a group there. What about you, Tyler? Yeah. Uh, Kemper is my absolute right now favorite coyote. I have a signed puck by him. I plan to get his Jersey. If he wasn't, there was going to extend a deal. Um, but ultimately, like you said, I think right now, he is definitely worth the most capital. We got to reclaim it. It's just, it's uh, unfortunately can only use so much duct tape and WD 40 to get this team where it is. And I'd rather just, uh, like I said, embrace the suck and get a rebuild going. I hate to say it. I like a lot of these guys on this team, a lot of them. And I know it's going to be really painful, but I'd rather it in five, six, seven years be pushing for cups and being the team that people can fear and are like, Oh, I'm playing the coyotes. Like, Oh, you better no more easy out kind of thing. But uh, to Alyssa Grandy, do you have any um, final notes on the, uh, our poll results there? No, I mean, that's about it. All I'll say is pay attention every Wednesday. I will be putting up a new poll that we will be talking about on the next week's pod. So vote on it. Comment on it if you want to get your thoughts read right on here, and we can discuss about that as well. So just keep an eye out for this week's poll. And for uh, this week's question, a subject I'm actually knowledgeable. All right, shut up, shut up, shut up. Um, if you were to say which Coyotes, or which, sorry, which Call of Duty game would you say the Coyotes are this year? If you had to pick a Call of Duty game, which one would they be? <laughs> I have my answer if you want uh, some time. Yeah, go for it. I did some thinking. I did some uh, real thinking about this one. I had a bit of a head start. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go with Black Ops 3 because it wasn't bad. It had some good in it and it had some really bad in it. Mainly, you know, Mainly the running on the walls and such. But overall, it was it was okay. It just needed to be better. I think that's kind of like where we're at right now. There's some really, really cool things in there. Some really cool maps, really cool ideas, but ultimately not a complete package. Mm. Yeah, I would have to say Call of Duty Ghosts. Oh, that's almost offensive. It It's something that looks pretty in spurts but man it's just something about it is fractured and broken and doesn't work at the end of the day it sucks and it hurts to say that about your own team but there's redeemable things from it and Yes, even the game as bad as Call of Duty Ghosts was, there was redeemable things about it. But at the end of the day, the whole th- it 
Call of Duty Ghost sparked the Call of Duty rebuild. It's going to yeah. be the same with uh, this. With so. the ghosts. That's terrible. Yeah, I'd have, yeah, I'd have to go with Infinite Warfare. Um, you know, it, it gets announced and it looks all shiny and cool and awesome, which, you know, we kind of had high higher expectations than I would say most that I saw coming into this season, shiny and everything like that. And then you get into it and it just doesn't play very good. And I feel like that kind of translates into, you know, what we kind of have seen on the ice this year. Um, at times it looks good. It's a preview. And then we just disappear completely for whole games, periods, whatever it may be. It just gets ugly there for a while. Um, so that's probably where I'd have to go with that one. Oh, it's a painful one too. I'll be honest. I'll be in this space, I kind of flipped the coin. That was the other one I was debating on. Yeah, so, I, I had I had ghosts as my first one too, so I had to go for my backup. <laughs> <laughs> Poor ghosts, it deserves so much better. <laughs> all right, boys, that's uh, all your thoughts, and I guess we're ready to close out. All right, yeah, uh, obviously, thanks for listening again, and uh, you know, definitely vote on the poll. Grandy puts it out. So we'll have this episode and probably most of the future ones out Wednesday around 8 a.m. Arizona time, but just want to thank you all again. We appreciate you. Yes, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for giving us your feedback, letting us know how we're doing, letting us know what needs to be changed. We appreciate everything. Um, I will say, look, I'm looking, I'm personally looking forward to next week. We get to take a dip in the prospect pool party again. Me too. Favorite part yeah. of uh of the pod. So all right, boys. Yeah, well, we need to get our toes. We need to get our feet wet in there. That's for sure. Absolutely. Hopefully, it gives us hope. A brighter future awaits in the prospect pool party. Oh, considering <laughs> I've already worked on at least half of it, and it's going to be it's it's a major plus. It's a major plus. So definitely the positive light right. on it after. What felt like a mostly negative podcast this time. Next week, we'll have some more positive lights, no matter what happens. Well, that sounds good. Looking forward to it. And as always, people, we'll see you next week. Have a good week.